Hey gang, welcome to the Wealthy Healthy Life Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Johnson. Here, we'll explore all the things from wellness to beauty to fashion. I'll be welcoming guests who are experts in their fields, sharing from my own experiences to bring you tangible advice and tips and tricks. I hope you stick along for the ride and enjoy the show. Welcome to my gut health series. These will be short podcasts that are focused around gut health, things like how did we get here in the first place, causes and symptoms of poor gut health, and then we'll dive into things you can do to improve your gut health, things around nutrition and exercise and stress management. And this is actually a program that I had put together a while back and it was video and audio at the time. So if you hear me reference video, I realize that this is audio. I just think this would be a great bonus series because we are a society that is typically dealing with a lot of gut health issues. And as you'll hear in here, that gut health is so important to overall health, mental, physical, emotional, and going into the new year, people are typically motivated to make changes. And so I thought I would sprinkle these in along with the regularly scheduled podcast that's every other Tuesday so that you guys can listen to some quick hits of tangible tips and advice that maybe you can incorporate moving into the new year to improve your gut health. But I do want to give the disclaimer that I'm certainly not a physician and you should always check with your physician before making any major changes or adding any supplements or things like that. Um, I have a certification in health coaching, but a lot of this knowledge that I'm speaking about has come from my own experience, what has worked for me, um, and then just research that I've done on my own. So take take it with that behind it. Know that I'm not saying it, that this is perfect for everyone. You know, everybody is different. We're all starting from a different place. But for the most part, I think m- many people can benefit from incorporating some of these tips and tricks that we'll go over in this gut health series. So without further ado, here is the gut health series. Hey, guys. Welcome to week three of the Gut Check Reset Program. I hope you guys are all taking a little time to think about your nutrition and what food you're eating, and then um, also looking at maybe what supplements you might be able to add into your routine that could help your gut. But this week, we're actually going to focus on exercise. And so, of course, I'm sure all of you know that exercise in general is important for your health for a multitude of reasons. But I think that a lot of people don't realize that exercise in and of itself has a direct impact on your gut microbiome. And so I first want to talk to you guys a little bit about about exactly how exercise can impact the gut itself. And then we'll lead into kind of my philosophy on exercise and that sort of thing. But there are um, studies out there, and I will share one on our group Facebook page that actually show um, exercise has a direct impact on the microbes in your gut. And so what these researchers looked at is they took 
people that were living a sedentary lifestyle, so not working out, and they sampled their gut, and then they asked them to work out three times a week for 30 to 60 minutes for six weeks. And at the end of that six weeks, they sampled their gut microbes again and found that there was actual changes for the better. And if you'll recall in our nutrition module, we talked about how um, we want the gut to produce those short chain fatty acids, which is what helps with inflammation and, you know, autoimmune disorders and diabetes and all the things that, you know, we don't want. Um, that's what it, this study showed that the gut was actually producing more of those short chain fatty acids when those participants were working out. So then they let those participants go back to their sedentary lifestyle and retested their gut weeks down the road and found that it had gone back to kind of that baseline. So the take home is one, that exercise absolutely plays a part in gut health. And two, you do need to be consistent because doing it for a little while, you'll see improvement. But then if you stop, you will go back to, you know, the baseline of your gut microbes. So not to say that you can't, you know, take a break, you're on vacation, or maybe you miss a few days, something like that, but just in general, be consistent. So that's, that's kind of how that works. I mean, if you think about it, if you're one of those people that gets up in the morning and drinks some water and then goes for a walk that usually makes you have to go to the bathroom, and it's because you're getting up, you're getting those microbes moving around, um, doing good things in the belly. So just keep in mind that while I know exercise sometimes is a struggle for some of us, um, it really does have an impact on the health, on your gut health and your health in general. So speaking of exercise in general, I feel like a lot of times when I work with people, um, they actually, if they, if they aren't currently working out, that it seems to be more of the struggle than nutrition itself. And clients will ask me, you know, what's the best exercise? And my answer is always going to be the one that you will do. I do think that, I don't know if it's like my generation or maybe even previous generations, I think we kind of had drilled in our head that you had to go and almost kill yourself in a workout in order to see results or for it to really count as anything. And as I've gotten older and done more research and also just use a little trial and error on myself, I found that's really not true. Listen, if you love an intense workout, that's fine. But you don't have to go to a 45-minute hit class or an hour-long spin class um, or run six or 10 miles in order to see results. So if that's kind of what you're thinking and you hate that, then th pick something else. And when I'm working with clients, if they don't really know what they like, then my suggestion is always to try different things until you find something that you somewhat look forward to, um, that you don't, you know, feel like you're dying when you're doing it. I don't care if it's walking, um, running, yoga, hit, spin. It can be a multitude of things. But it's really about finding something that you can tolerate because if I tell you to go run three miles five times a week and you absolutely hate running, that's not sustainable. And we want to pick something that is sustainable so that you continue to exercise throughout your life, especially as we're getting older. Um, 
some another note on doing like really intense workouts. If you are someone that has done that for a really long time, for example, I trained for two marathons back to back and immediately went into doing um, hour long hit classes. And honestly, I think I like wore my adrenal glands out. I did not get tested for that. So I don't have, you know, actual proof of that. But exercise is a stressor on the body and it can be a good stress, but it does help make your cortisol levels, the stress hormone go up. And when you have sustained cortisol levels up for really long periods of time, that's not good. So what I would say is if you have noticed that maybe you're gaining weight in the belly, like kind of like the, like a little inner tube area, um, and you're like really tired all the time and you're someone that has exercised really to the point of exhaustion over and over, maybe you've trained for some races or you do nothing but hit classes and you do them five days a week, you might think about, you know, hey, maybe, or am I showing signs that maybe I've overdone this? Am I showing signs that my cortisol levels um, are really high? And like I said, cortisol is the stress hormone. So if you combine doing really intense workouts consistently with just stress in general, right? Like maybe you've had other things going on in your life, um, I, whatever, you know, it, let's be honest, for the last year and a half, we've all probably been at a heightened level of stress just with whatever your views are, but with COVID in general, it's certainly made life more stressful. So the, the, those things combined, like if you're living a stressy, a life that is has a lot of stress in it in general, and you're working out really intensely for long periods of time, you could have maybe just gotten to your cortisol levels where they're really high, and that could be a reason why you're not losing weight. So I have worked with um, some clients that in general are like, I, I work out, I'm killing myself, I'm doing all this, I'm still not losing weight, or they hit that plateau. And a lot of times I find, hey, like, why don't we scale it back? Why don't we, we still want to get the heart rate up, but why don't we not do something super intense? Let's move to some walking. Um, let's move to some yoga, some other things. So that's kind of my philosophy on exercise in general. I'm not someone that believes you have to, you know, like I said, kill yourself in order to actually see results. I have done pretty much everything you can think of from walking to running, training for long distance races to hit exercises, to yoga, to spin. The only thing I probably haven't done is any kind of swimming, which is supposed to be great for you, but it's just not my thing. Um, and honestly, yes, certain things I will find like my body's more toned um, if I'm doing a specific workout here or there. But in all honesty, there's not huge differences. There's not a lot of differences in my weight or in what my body looks like, whether I am walking five times a week or running five times a week. Like, yes, certain muscle areas might look a little better over one, but in general, it's not anything that probably anybody else would notice. It's just me looking in the mirror noticing. So I really encourage you guys to play around with it. There's so many good apps now that you can subscribe to to get workouts. One of my favorites is Melissa Wood Health. Hers is super cheap. It's like $9.99 a month. And she has all kinds of like kind of Pilates yoga based workouts. And they're, they're hard. Um, like they, they're one of those where like the moves you look at it and you're like, oh, that's probably not that hard. But then you do it and you're like, oh, that is. Um, but whatever works for you, try things out, see what sticks. 
Um, and, and I would encourage if you have, if you're not working out at all to aim for three days a week. And then for people that once you kind of three days a week is good and you're feeling good about it, we want to up that to probably five days a week. In general, I think moving of some kind, like getting those steps in, in general, most days is fine, but I don't think you have to work out seven days a week. I don't, um, but aim for three to five and you'll be good. And then also as we're getting older, when it comes to exercise, we want to incorporate some strength training. So, um, you know, cardio is great for the heart um, and good for the body as far as burning calories, losing weight, that sort of thing. But we certainly want to do some strength training to help with bone health and to help keep we start losing, um, you know, more muscle mass the older we get. So it is important to incorporate some sort of strength training. It doesn't have to be like lifting heavy weights if that's not your thing. You can lift some light weights. You can use your own body with lunges and push-ups, that sort of thing. But it's really kind of whatever whatever works for you and whatever you like. But I do encourage you to do something besides just cardio. And, you know, when I say work out five days a week, you don't necessarily have to work out cardio five days a week. You can do three days of cardio, two days of strength training, that sort of thing. So... Those are kind of my thoughts on um, exercise in general. If you're not someone who works out and you are looking for some tips on, you know, how can I stay motivated? How can I stick with this? Um, here are a couple of my tips for that. First is look at your week ahead of time. So get if you use a planner or a calendar online, whatever it is, like go ahead and know what your week will hold. Um, especially if you, you know, are working or, or staying home with kids or have kids that you got to shuffle around and pick which days you think that you'll actually be able to get the workout in and pencil those in like an appointment. Like if you're meeting someone for work or you have to be at work at a certain time, you don't cancel on that because there's repercussions, right? So don't cancel on yourself, but planning ahead and already having in your head that like, Hey, I'm going to work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever days work for you. And penciling it in, like, is that going to be, are you an early morning person? Are you an after work person? Are you someone that can get away on your lunch break? I don't know, but pencil it in and commit to it like on Sunday before the week gets started. Secondly, I would say um, if you have someone that you can work out with, like a friend, um, a spouse, partner, whatever, that typically helps because there are absolutely times where you're not going to feel like it. But if you've already committed to meeting that person at the class or for a walk or whatever, you're more likely to go if, if you're kind of tired and don't feel like it. So anytime you can go with a friend, try a class, go for a walk, run, whatever, I highly recommend it just because you guys both kind of hold each other accountable. And it's more fun sometimes that way. Um. Thirdly, if you're working out alone, it is a great time to listen to a podcast or listen to music or a book or whatever. Like I really love when I'm able to go for a walk or a run sometimes and not have to worry about anything, but just listening to something that I'm actually interested in. I can actually give it my undivided attention because I'm not catering to anyone or anything else at that point. There's no distractions. So um, it's a great way to kind of like utilize that as your, your me time and get away for even just 30 minutes for yourself. 
Um, and then uh, lastly, I would just say be consistent. We're working for consistency, not perfection, okay, when it comes to working out. You don't have to be upset with yourself if a week goes by and you only got in one or two workouts. In general, you're aiming for three to five, but if things happen, life gets in the way, you're tired, you're busy, etc. So what I say to that is you want to be consistent. So maybe make a commitment to yourself. I'm not going to let more than three days go by that I won't work out. Um, I don't know what would work for you, but in general, like if you're supposed to work out on Monday and it's Wednesday or Thursday and you have it, you don't let more than a few days go by that you don't, that you skip a workout. And that way it's still a habit. It's still consistent. There might've been a day where you didn't get to it because something came up but you pick up and you move forward. Don't let missing a week of working out completely derail you to the point that you decide that you're just not going to do it anymore, um, which I think happens a lot. And listen, I'm not perfect at all. There are weeks where I'm like killing it. I feel like I'm in the zone. I'm working out five days a week. And then there will literally be like five days that go by that maybe I have, maybe I'm busy and getting a lot of steps in, but I haven't actually committed to a workout. But I don't let that stop me from getting right back on the next week. And I just think that that is um, really important because we kind of make ourselves feel like if we're not going to, you know, stick with the routine, we punish ourselves, we shame ourselves and, you know, no nothing good comes from that. So, again, it's just about being consistent, not being perfect when it comes to getting those um, workouts in. So those are really um, kind of my thoughts on exercise in general. I think it's also fun. I wear an Apple watch, but if you have a Fitbit or what, I don't even know what all the things are out there, I think that's fun um, to kind of sometimes um, my friends or sister-in-law like will compete with each other or share activity with each other because that even though maybe we're working out by ourselves, we can kind of motivate each other like on a night where I'm tired. Um, and I haven't gotten an exercise in, if I see that my friend or my sister-in-law or whoever has, that might motivate me to go ahead and do it. So you can do, you know, fun things like that if you don't have a partner to work out with. And then I will also just leave you with, if you're taught, like knowing when is a time to rest um, versus knowing when you probably still need to go work out. Absolutely, I believe in resting. Like it, your body needs time to recover. And if you're sick or you're, worn out for whatever reason like you've worked out a lot or I'm not worked out a lot like done a lot not gotten a lot of sleep that sort of thing there are days where you need to be able to say to yourself I'm supposed to work out but I'm tired and my body I need to listen to my body and actually rest but on the flip side of that there are times when we're tired that if we would go work out it would energize us so just be honest with yourself and really start listening to your body you know if you're like tired because you didn't get any sleep and you were sick or you're, you know, you're just exhausted or if you're tired because you haven't actually been moving around enough for me, like if I sit in front of the computer all day, it doesn't take a lot of effort to sit in front of the computer for work. But a lot of times I feel like I'm more tired from that than if I'm out and about actually on appointments for work. And so I know on those days, if I'm like, oh, I mean, I just feel tired that I really do. I need to go for a walk or, you know, a run or whatever it is, because I will feel so much better after that. I'm tired because I haven't been doing anything. So there's a difference from being tired just because we're we actually need to be moving and energy creates energy versus being tired because we're truly exhausted and our body needs rest. So 
I just encourage you to look at that and decide, you know, which days are you really needing rest versus, hey, I think if I went for that 20 minute walk, um, I'd feel a lot better. And don't commit to a lot on those days. Like tell yourself, I'm going to just walk for 10 minutes. Most of the time, once you get going, you'll end up walking, running, whatever, longer than you thought because you'll start to feel good. So those are my thoughts on exercise um, in general and how to try to make that more of a consistent habit. And, um, you know, like I said at the beginning of this video, it truly does have an impact on gut health in general, um, along with multitudes of other great reasons to exercise from, you know, helping with anxiety, depression, stress, and then overall health um, as well. So if you have any questions or you want any suggestions on working out or trying something or there's something you've been wanting to try um, and you haven't, please don't, don't hesitate to comment or reach out to me in any way and I'd be happy to help. I'm happy to help share any kind of, um, you know, workout schedules or trainings that I do um, if that's helpful for you guys. So just let me know and um, I'll see you guys next week. I really hope you guys enjoyed that episode. And if you did, please hit subscribe. Feel free to send me a DM on Instagram, asking any questions, leave a comment, and even share this episode with a friend who you think might like it as well. Until next time, guys, have a great day.